Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Courtside Indiana podcast. I am Jim Reamer. Kyler's back. I'm back. Joined by Zach, Dominique, Patrick. Gentlemen, this is the last pod until Christmas. Feel a little festive. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Wearing my Christmas light necklace. It's a beautiful (laughs) thing. All the listeners can see it. Yeah, all the listeners can see it. This is great. Great video. Yeah great audio but it's it's a wonderful sight he looks like a christmas tree so just imagine that look like a big old fat christmas tree (laughs) with glasses on with glasses on it's all right we've always got the red we've always got the red leds going at sunset so the the uh the man cave is kind of decked out in led lights here so not done done with it yet well, red makes you sleepy. Doesn't it eliminates blue light, so it's a good spot to hang late of an evening. Get tired. And... Now I see why I didn't add Keegan Holder because he's not in our thing. Oh, he's not. No, that's why. Nice. All right. Well, that's not good. All right. Anyway, we uh we got some recruiting updates, and then we're going right into best games. I think we're gonna have a long an elongated discussion about games we're going to see this week because we are getting into the winter break uh tournament season and um, so there's some stuff that starts this week that we're going to talk about other than that Zach take her away man uh yeah we had a couple commitments this week actually and then an offer tonight or wait last night or today today sorry uh Max Boer from Greenwood Christian picked it up in picked up an Indiana Columbus offer and then our commitments were Wyatt Zepp from Westview con- committing to Concordia uh, Keegan Holder from Morgan Township committed to Olivet Nazarene and then Jackson McGee McGee committed on Saturday to Grand Valley State from he's from Leo it's good to see Indiana kids going to Division two school you can always I always feel bad because you always feel bad. Well, yeah, I always feel bad because we've just got two, and and just if nothing else, it's just a it's a constant it's a circumstance of numbers. But I think that's a good level for Jackson, and you know he'll eventually he'll be able to do some good things there. We've all kind of liked. I say we've all kind of liked him. I mean, Dominique, you've you've been sort of on the, the lead guy on his bandwagon. Yeah, it took me a while to get on there. But yeah, I like his his game a lot. He's having a really good season so far for Leo, and I think yeah, I think that will be a be a good fit for him there at Grand Valley. Tyler has all the IU stuff going. Great. I mean, <laughs> I mean they have lost two games, but um, I mean as far as my website, everything's good. Good. That's oh, good. Football news. Football's been popular lately. Well, yeah, a new coach and yeah, you know, coincides with the transfer portal. 
that's been going, I think, pretty well. I, I don't know enough about football recruiting to know if the guys are getting any good, but they, they seem good. I'll, I'll say that from what I'm seeing. But what I also like about this time of year too is like the, with the high school games and um, you know a lot of the IU recruits are playing right now, so get to go watch them and you know report on them, get interviews. So I really like that. But so I know we didn't discuss it because not not that we would because it's not a football podcast. Um, did you? I mean, it seemed like Tom Mallett could recruit, and it seemed like he definitely could coach defense. Obviously, Penn State is that official. Penn State hired him to be their defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah. You think it's just bad game plans for the, the offensive side of the ball? I think so, and I, I just don't think he made right hires. Um, yeah. You know, when when he lost your two guys, you know, Caleb DeBoer being one of them, um, just didn't make the right hires. You know, at the key positions or the key coaching positions that you needed. So. Um, you know, great guy, very energetic guy and everything, but um at the end of the day, just not not a good game planner and just not a good head coach right now. It, and maybe it's just my layman's preference, but it seems like you would for an offensive coordinator, you would want somebody that has a definite idea of what their run running scheme is, and then somebody who is extremely creative in the passing game. And if if not just if not just playing out an imagine imagination where you I don't know just it, it just seemed like IU just seemed so vanilla. And yeah. when you're when you're vanilla, you're easy to guard. I mean, I could be the big motion snob in basketball, but but at some point, you know, teams that run really good motion still have to have something they can go to to get a bucket. And it, it seemed like IU football never had anything they could go to to make a play. Very you know, stubborn in the triple option. We'll just say that. They're very, very stubborn. And obviously running Phoenix off, not running them off, that's probably too strong, but but not being a good fit with Phoenix or Penix, how do you pronounce it? Penix. Penix. Not being a good fit there and then considering what he's doing at Washington or what he did at Washington. It's just a little see enough see enough talk on the IU side of it that's a little disheartening for some diehard football fans. For sure. Yeah, a lot of excitement in the football program right now. I think Coach Signetti's the guy. So yeah. He's a good guy. Good coach, good offensive mind, it sounds like too. I hope so. At least be fun. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, be the Pacers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> rather have a fun offense, rather have a fun offense and a bad defense than a <laughs> great defense and a and one trick pony on offense. But either way, neither is great. But but I think the Pacers just give up forty points in the second quarter against. Is it, are they playing the Clippers mm -hmm. tonight? So all right. We're going to go right into it. We don't really have a, a side topic. I think we could talk enough about games coming up as well um, to get into it, uh, to, you know, to, to have a you know good size podcast. But Kyler, you, you're not going to any games this week. I am not. I'll All be right, going. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs> you're I went to games last week, though. Huh? So I went to games last week, though. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, then you had you start off. Best game of the week for you. Best game of the week. I'm going to go with. Let's see, I'm going to go with Bishop Shatard and George Washington. Um, okay. Indianapolis, Washington. 
Um, fun little game. Tuesday night game, I think it was last week. Um, Bishop's retard ended up winning 52 to 46. Um, I would say it was, it was really, really back and forth for the most part. It was, um, you know, the guard, the guard play of Bishop Chittard versus, you know, Clem Butler and, you know, the athletes that they kind of have around him. Um, and I'll, I'll say this, Clem Butler did really, really well. I think he's a six nine, six six ten, somewhere around there. Um, big guy, you know, not the most mobile big, but really plays hard. Um, did a really good job um, recognizing post-up opportunities, taking advantage of size mismatches um, and rebounding. And what I really, really liked about him, too, was he was passing the ball very, very well. Um, got, got you know, pressured up a little bit at times, you know, when, you know, the double or triple team would come his way. But um, his teammates did a really good job of cutting to the lane and Clem would find them using his, um, you know, his height to find the slasher. Um, and then you you got Ethan Roseman, who I'm a big fan of, the sophomore guard there. Um, for Bishop Chittard, um, had a really, really strong game. And then I'll throw out some names, Cash Moore, Colin Guy. Those guys had uh, good games as well. Um, I think they pair really, really well with Ethan Roseman, and they make a good little trio there. Um, basically, just came down to the wire. Uh, I, I think Washington had a good, uh, I would say, probably the last 30, 20 seconds of the game. They had a chance to take the lead, but um, they passed the ball to Clint Butler in the high post, and Cash Moore, uh, the little guard there, he, he took the ball away from him. Ended up having to play the foul game, and then Bishop Retard just kind of closed it out there. But fun little Tuesday night game. Um, both teams played really, really hard. Cool. All right, who's next? Great Don, audio. Go ahead. Don't everybody <laughs> jump at once. Who's up? Me? Yeah. yeah. I'm up? Okay. I got uh best game of the week was Wayne and at Carroll on uh, Friday night. Um Definitely one of the more hype games around Fort Wayne um, for the whole season, I would say. I think they're, you know, Wayne's projected to be the best team around here. And then Carroll is right there at two, three, you know, maybe north side two, maybe north side three, Carol, you know, somewhere in there. Um, but it was, it was a solid atmosphere. Um, and with with uh, with Wayne, I mean, well, first of all, I guess both teams, both teams have multiple guys who can just – you know, get it going in a hurry offensively. You know, Jackson Pardon came out and scored it really well right away. Chase Barnes for um, Wayne, I think, had nine in the first quarter. Um, kind of back and forth through the first quarter, and then Wayne kind of stretched it out a little bit at half. It was 40 to 28 at half. Uh, Preston Comer played really good in the first half. He had 11 for Wayne. Um, and then right away in the second half, Jayer Sampson and K Cannon Hauser for Carroll um, kind of got it under 10, probably around the six point range. And then Javon Lewis kind of started going for, for Wayne and, uh, Trey Dillard as well. They're six, six, four. They both had really good second halves and they kind of got it back up to 10 hovering around there. And then Carol made one last push in the fourth, uh, Jair Sampson hit a couple threes. Cannon Hauser did some things, Jackson Pardon, and he looked up and Carol was down two with the ball. And one of their shooters off the bench got a corner three to take the lead and missed it. And then Wayne was able to to close it out. Um, it went by four, 73-69. And uh, really wanted to mention quick just how improved Trey Dillard is. So we, we talked to Coach Pickens, uh, well, Wayne's former coach. We talked to him on the podcast before the season. And he wanted to see kind of that 
um, aggressiveness or that that dog come out of Dillard at all times, and he thought that was kind of happening. And it definitely, I mean, he's he's had a really good season so far. There was games last year where he would kind of, um, you know, he'd have a really good game and then maybe kind of disappear a little bit. But this year so far, he's been really consistent. He's played really aggressive after um, on the on the boards, scoring in the paint. He's got a face up game. He can st- step out from twelve to thirteen, face up and hit shots. Um, and then the other one I want to mention quick was Jair Sampson for Carroll. You know, he's always been a guy who um, definitely can get to the rim. He can get places with the dribble, get past his defender, score at the rim. But now he's definitely added the shooting piece to it. He's hitting jump shots. He's hitting threes. He's had a 30-point game, a 32-point game. He had 23 against – I had him for 23 against Wayne, their leading scorer. Uh, so he's really – he's a junior point guard for them. He's really improved his shooting. So those are just two guys I wanted to mention quick that have definitely progressed, and they're both juniors. Um, but, yeah, Wayne ended up getting the W, um, and uh, that's my game of the week. Homer and Dillard, who's – Dillard kind of separating himself between those two. If um, I would I would say I would say Dillard is more. You know, he's probably a better prospect just because we know, um, they're both juniors. They got Comer at six four now. I, I thought he was six five last year, but six Damn. four, six five, rough year. Uh, <laughs> but. I just I don't know if you know Dillard's kind of that is or not Dillard Comer's more like is he a three is he a four I don't know I think I think Dillard is more of you know we kind of know I think he is more of a five about six 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 seven at a at whatever level I think maybe the NAI level I think he's a five um yeah I don't know I I would say prospect wise so, I would say Dillard's probably ahead right now maybe so you think Dillard's that Dillard has gotten that big huh. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I thought he was. I mean, six, last year, probably, they, the last year they both were listed six five, and I think he's at six six, and Dillard or Comer's at six four or six five or whatever. But I, I think he's probably a five at the NAI level. Okay. And we're allowed to talk about Carroll players, right? I don't know. We don't have to charge. Oh, we don't have to charge for shaky. it. Shaky. Oh boy. We don't have they to were. charge. I don't know. Listeners to talk about Carol Player. We, they they promote themselves. We don't. <laughs> I mean, we're allowed to know. give them. We're allowed to give them exposure. Carol promotes yeah. themselves. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be willing to sticky. Bet we, be willing to bet we talk to more college coaches about those kids than than their athletics director does. So anyway, um, and and by the way, he has my phone number. So if he wants to text or reply to an email, that's fine. He can do it. <laughs> I got I got no problem with it in the non condescending way, please. But okay, whatever. Uh, the email was polite. Me now, not so much, but that's fine. Um, because that would be that's the kind of game we, we'd like to talk about. You know, and it's not to right. say we're not going to because it's not the kids' fault that an athletic administration is is not accepting of media in their gyms. Um, but that's, you know, that's me. That's fine. And he knows how to, you know, they know how to reach me. It's good. But I mean, you know, the request was put in and, and um, we've dealt with it a couple times before, but. I think a lot of people have. 
but it's also the times we dealt with it were COVID and last minute things. We had a sectional situation or it was a regional Zach where we, they weren't sure about space, but I'm pretty sure that was still a COVID issue. Wasn't it? Uh, I think so. And at the end of the day, we, you still got in. Um, I don't know. It's too bad because there's, there's people across the state who do a good job of covering the sports, covering the sport. And I, I think, we're among those group of people, you know, it's something that, you know, I didn't know you were going to pick this game. So I, you know, you, and you had no clue that I was going to go, go <laughs> off track here, but you know, I can't get fired. So I'm good. Patrick, what was your best game of the week? Yeah. With all that being said, let me go <laughs> to, uh, let me go to East Chicago and Chesterton. Now, Zach, I know that's your area, but I gotta I gotta take Jeez. this game from you because not streaming is a... streaming has thrown the our hierarchy all in, into array, all into chaos. Hey man, that right, I way. had to see I had to see my Cardinals that night. All right. Um they you know, Parrish, Tyler Parrish, the Chesterton kid, uh he battled some early foul trouble, so you know, it kind of kept the game close. Uh sophomore Logan. Uh, Porconi, he he really uh, led the charge for Chesterton. I think he had 17 points that game, led them in scoring. He's a real nice shooter, and uh, by his senior year, he's going to be a nice, solid prospect. Um, East Chicago scored 35 points in that fourth quarter. I mean, Chesterton led after each quarter, and uh, East Chicago, man, they just exploded. And you can see the potential they have. And, you know, like like you said, sometimes they don't show it, and I've seen them not show it before, but when they're clicking on all cylinders like that and Murphy's hitting shots and he had – you got Jameel Rich putting in 27. You got Deontay Timms, 12 points. Marquise Winters with eight. I mean, they're, they look like a solid team, and they had another good win uh, last week against Michigan City, but – but that game against Chesterton, I, I didn't expect I didn't expect too much. I was kind of watching it to see what Chesterton was about. But uh East Chicago really surprised me. And that was that was my game of the week. Enjoy. Did we it. all did we all watch that game? I think seems so, like, yeah. Seems like we parts. were. Tyler, did you watch that game or were you? No, I didn't. But I kept I think, seems like we were all watching that game because we were going back and forth in our slack. I mean, East Chicago sped up Chesterton. So Put simply, yeah. they sped them up, and right now this time of year, uh, it's it's going to be something that I just discuss in my game, my top game of the week. But you know they've got Chesterton right now, probably has two or three kids who can handle it, and that that kind of bore itself out against Chester or against East Chicago. Uh, it, you know, obviously Tyler Parrish. I mean, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he ended up with sixteen. He had a really good fourth quarter. I, I yeah, I I thought he he showed some things. I I guess I shouldn't say fantastic because he he battled a lot of foul trouble. But I I think he showed me something. Like I didn't realize he he had that kind of spring in him. Mm. You know, and I Zach, you've seen him more than probably most of us. What? I know for a while we kind of thought he was trending into kind of a low D1 guy, but that hasn't materialized. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think he ends up NAI. 
and we've we've in seen him struggling. League. We've seen him struggling in big games. Um, not I mean not a lot, but just enough. What's what's the difference? Is he? He was good against Penn. I know that in the regional. Is he not big enough? What, what is it? Does he? Is he's a two, or is he a point? Is he kind of in between? I think he's in between. Yeah, I think he's listed as six three. He is. Yeah. Yeah, we're. I'm pretty close to his height when I have been with him before. I'm six one. But it is uh is the rich kid, do you know he's a was he a Gary twenty first kid that came in this year from East Chicago? Um I don't I think I, I read that. that somewhere. I mean I could I've got the rosters from last year I can check, but I don't remember the only reason why I say I don't remember the name is because of course the what I may have is from that Lebanon thing. Hold on a second. No, I don't have it. I don't have so I, I could see East Chicago, I mean, getting upset in the first round of the sectional, or I could see them, you know, winning that sectional and you know he was being not on the regional varsity. contender. Rich was not on their varsity roster last year. Yeah, I believe he was a twenty first century kid. Well, if he was there, he wasn't on their varsity roster. Yeah. So I'm looking right at it. I was gonna say I would have thought he got some playing time with time with some of those guys with DJ and Lloyd and Williamson if he was actually if he was there. Yeah, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't at Gary or he wasn't on their varsity. And right. I don't, you know, I would assume he would have been. What what grade is he? What year is he? He's a senior. I mean, he would have been playing. Yeah, he would have been, yeah. I mean, they they last year they played two three seniors and two freshmen was their starting yeah. their starting rotation. He would have played for sure. And they played uh, also Lemetrius Williams quite a bit. And and yeah. then a, a junior, I've got a dot next to his name, but what I uh, I just feel what? old because I remember when his dad played. Go on, Patrick. Get, I'm sorry. Getting that age, huh? Oh yeah, I've long got getting, gotten, gotten. I was just wondering, what do we think of? Uh, I mean, Dominic Murphy had a hell of a week. He put in twenty two that game, twenty six on Thursday night. Is he uh is he Big Ten level good? What are we thinking? Is he mid major? I mean, I think he's low right now. Okay. I, I think his jump shot holds him back. I think consistency on defense. Mm-hmm. He's gotta he's gotta show that. You know, it's there's motor. There there's somewhat of a disconnect sometimes. And I know this is gonna sound kind of Critical and all of a sudden out less field, but but like KJ Wyndham at Ben Davis, he did not have a good junior year at Ben Davis. On a team that went undefeated and won a state championship, he played a role. He did. He was, and you know nobody's ever going to really be too hypercritical about it. And he, neither am I. He still had to be. He was probably still the the second or third guy in the scouting report, even though he didn't start. You know, you had to account for him in every single game for Ben Davis last year, but he was very inconsistent. You know, and he is obviously had a really good summer, and he obviously enough to pick up a Northwestern offer and commit. You know, and then that's the same Mean Streets team that 
that's the same Mean Street scene that Dominique plays for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Different age that. group. Though. It is a different age group. Yeah. Um, but it's the same platform. And and although they yeah. did not finish with them last year. No, he went to game, I think. Murphy did, yeah. Okay. In July, maybe. You know, so it's hard to say. I definitely don't think he's a high major kid. I think you it's a, a different level. Because at that point, it's like, what is he? But a low, a low D1 that's looking for a kind of a – at that level, he's probably a combo wing. If he could really be consistent defensively. So are we you thinking know, Ball State, Southern Illinois type? No, no, no. That's, those guys are solid. No, those guys are solid mid-majors. No. No, the, we're looking more like what? UIC, we're looking more like Horizon League. We're looking more – and even that's – we're looking like – IUPUI. Ohio yeah. Valley. Yeah, that's the Horizon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the MAC isn't what it used to be, but that's just because of all the saturation with the football schools they added. Top level MAC teams are still pretty good. They're just not getting multiple bids like they used to. Same with the Valley. The Valley used to get multiple bids every year, but but at the same time, then they lost some of those teams to better conferences or bigger conferences. Yeah, if he can play like he did last week, he's a he's a legit junior all star. You just he, you got to look at up the ladder from a college perspective. You got to look at how he scored, like even against Chesterton, how he scored, and and how much of that translates when the the biggest guy on the opposing team isn't six six. Yeah, same yeah. Michigan and, City. Yeah, and probably lighter than than Dominique. I'm talking. Yeah, like a, I'm talking about Justin Sims. Mm -hmm. Who's a player we've all liked, but that's not who he—that's not who he's going to face at the Division One level. Or, or even if Justin were to were eventually to get to that point, Justin would obviously wouldn't be the biggest player on the on the team. So, so how much of Murphy's game translates to that level? That's the part that remains in question. Yeah, another year to get it done. Uh, he, might, he might get there. True. You know, and it might be a kid that doesn't sign early. I mean, he's got some division. He's got some division one offers, right? If I'm not, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I believe so. I can bring it up real quick here because I'm right there. Well, he's just got I, the one. I think IUPUI is on the list, right? Yeah, he's just got the one that we've got that we know of. But it did come from this summer, so I would assume it's current. Zach. Game of the week. It's Friday night, St. Joe at Riley. What turned into a or what was a bloodbath turned into a four point game at the end. Six point game. Six points, yeah. Seven, nine, eight. Yeah, seven. Sorry. Uh yeah, I Friday night. Counting's hard. I know. Especially when I've done it all day. Anyway. Uh yeah, 79-72 was the final of that game. Riley was up 30 at one point, maybe 32 Jeez. at one. And that was with like five minutes left in the third quarter. They were up that much, um, just rolling on St. Joe. Just talking about getting sped up. Oh, my goodness. St. Joe was not ready for that. Um, but then Riley was not ready for the 
twenty to two run late in the game from St. Joe either to come back. Uh got within two a couple times, four a couple times then towards the end as well. Uh tons of turnover. They were turning Riley over under their own basket on inbounds on inbounds after St. Joe made buckets. Uh Jace Lee went off in the fourth. Kinesny went off in the fourth. Uh Rashawn Woods was good in this one. So I like him a lot. Sophomore, I'm sorry, junior from junior lefty from St. Joe. Really like him. Uh, Elijah King was good in this game. Freshman for them as well, St. Joe. But in the end, it was Bethel commit Peyton Baird who did some damage in the fourth quarter. Hit big time free throws at the end and close out St. Joe at home how did Kadeski do again uh Kadeski had 21 okay he and he and had 11 going into the fourth quarter and then had 10 in the fourth does Elijah King get any clock on the varsity games yeah he does yeah I just mentioned him oh you did okay yeah he had eight eight in this one he scored sorry yep that's all right yeah he had a he had a solid game he's gonna he's a good defender too St. Joe's not deep at all. Really? Well, they've got. I mean, they got talent. Yep. Are they two off the bench? Yeah, two off the bench. I would say maybe three sometimes. King, and then what's what's forty two's name? White. Yeah. And then uh, the Boone kid plays sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, but or Brown Brown does. Yeah, Tyler Brown. Uh, Shrews didn't score on Friday night, but then went off on Saturday. Does uh does Washington have something for them, Zach? For Riley? No, for uh St. Joe's in that sectional. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. You saw what I saw from Washington on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I read it. That's yeah. Everybody's entitled to have a bad game. <laughs> yeah, I think though. I mean, I think the I would pick St. Joe, but. Man, I don't I think mean, Washington's going to play that bad again. No, and I mean, I'm I'm not counting Clay out once they get a couple other dudes healthy that are yeah that have been out either because they're surprisingly good this year too. Where are those guys going to end up next year? Hey man, uh, it's Clay's last year. I'm rooting for Clay. That's fair. That could be a that'd be my sleeper pick in that sectional. Honestly, that'd be a fun story. Yep. Shout out to Jerron Cor- Cornell. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Lee Nalon now. There you yeah. go. <clears throat> well, I'm going Carmel North Central. And, you know, a lot of it is I mean, Carmel super impressive first half. Um started the started really the whole weekend starting to show some signs offensively that they're getting some things figured out. Um it, it, they're they're um, kids are getting more comfortable in roles, and you know, guys are, you know, guys are hitting shots. And we're, and we're going to talk about get into some of that more later. But but at the same time, it's the game with North Central. Even as North Central climbed back into it, it was it was a good matchup, and it was interesting to see. Again, Carmel's going to struggle with some physicality. 
I think, even in their best moments this year. And a, a lot of that is, is youth. I know that's not going to be anything that um, serves as good excuses when it comes time to analyzing things from the people who sit in those chairs on the floor. Um, but, you know, at the same time, they, you know, they had just had – they did a lot of good things defensively. They did a lot of things off – good things offensively. Um, they, they're still struggling with turnovers. And then at the end of the day, it was – it was basically Jackson Bell and Carter Klaus uh, being stronger than really anybody that Carmel puts on the floor. Bell did a really nice job of, of, of scoring in space. They did a they did a really good job of getting him isolated in the in the middle third of the floor, and he just was stronger than his defender. And uh, I you know there there might be some. There might be some little things that you can do as an adjustment, but again, you don't know. You know, it has to fit within the system that's on the floor, not the system that's sitting over at the media table. You know, but you know, Carmel had a tough time taking away Jackson the angles that Jackson Bell was taking to the paint to the basket, and he was too strong for them to, you know, really to to stop as far as once he got in in the, you know, five or six foot range, you know, he's patient, he's strong, he's got good footwork and he just was able to finish through contact. And at the, at the end of the day, that was what prevailed. Carter Klaus picked up a couple of probably even more than a couple of offensive rebounds that turned into extra possessions for North central that turned into points. And then what we talked a little bit of earlier about Chesterton versus East Chicago. Now it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as huge of a swing um, as it was against, you know, as it was in the Chesterton East Chicago game, but but North Central started pressuring in the backcourt, went to a one-three-one, which Kokomo also did on Saturday night, um, and you know Carmel's got definitely their 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 Clevenger and and Kudo can handle the speed, can handle that kind of pressure. They're, they they are they obviously lose some inches, uh, but but they can play against that pressure. The other guys yet can't fully do it just yet. And I know it's I see that it's frustrating, but you can also tell that that they're that they're getting better. And and then at the end of the day, though. You know, even as North Central was climbing back into it, they really hadn't gotten much out of Poppy Rivera. And then he he picked up a couple of buckets late. And it just seemed like North Central had more answers uh, in the half court, especially. And, you know, it was but it was it was a good game. It was it was competitive. Um, it was. Carmel still playing a lot of young guys. That's not going to change. It's not even there's not even a chance of that changing. Uh, with the makeup of their current roster, but to see them grow. And then also to watch, I mean, look, some of these kids, the North Central kids that I know really well, it's fun watching them realize, hey, we've got an advantage here, you know, or in certain parts of the floor. And, you know, they they did a fantastic job of of exploiting those opportunities. Uh, but it, I, I thought all in all, it was a, a good game to watch and and a fun game. So, that hey, did my... um, dude, what's his name? 
does he start or play get some good minutes the freshman for north central bellamy no he played a little bit he did score basket and says he's got he, three points yeah he did not play he did not play much if he did i missed it Trying to see, he think he's their fourth leading scorer. Is he? Yeah, he did not. Yeah, against. But I mean, they. I've seen North Central play. He's their fourth leading scorer based on an average. Like maybe he had a really good game or something. Because I've seen him play twice now, and the first game he didn't play at all. He yeah, it looks like he's played five games. Everyone else has played six, but it looks like he had a ten point game, eleven point game, nine point game. He's mm -hmm. averaging six point six. Three against well, the, Connell. Yeah. The one guy who didn't do much was Nigel Jewell, who's who's a personal favorite. Uh, but then that was counteracted by, you know, not the same position, but Carter Klaus was a kid, I think, against Carmel, maybe had twelve. Ten. Ten. A lot of that was I mean, he just had it all he had an offensive rebound where he he didn't get as high as Harold. And and Harold was fantastic this game. This was the kid. This is the type of performance that he has to have. He he can't. Evan can't forget what he's good at as he tries to expand his game. And this is something that I think is is a common mistake in kids. It's understandable that Evan wants to be, and it's it's not it it's. It's not a bad thing. It's 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 just something that sometimes you you forget, you know. And and he has to develop a game facing the basket. He has to continue to develop a game facing the basket. But he also can't forget what makes him a really good option at the high school level, and that is being able to score in the paint, being able to score around the basket. Not necessarily just post ups, even though they did run some stuff for him. To isolate him into post ups, but but rim running and and well, I guess it, all of it now has become a rim run. You screen, you rim run. You transition, you rim run. Um, you get a back cut, you rim run. Every you know everything you can do to get to the rim, you get a seal. Those are things that he has that has to be part of his game. And and against North Central, he was he was really good. Against Kokomo, he was. Um, Neutralized a little bit by their length. Uh, obviously, Flory, Badunga, but also uh, Carson Rogers. But often he was in the right place at the right time. And and he, as they put a little more pressure on, I don't want to get too deep into the Kokomo game, but as they put more pressure on trying to stop Kudo, those gaps away from the ball got bigger, and that's where Harold did a lot of his damage. Um. But against North Central, he was a go-to guy. Kudo had nine points in the first half. Kudo ended with nine. But Harold continued to score against against North Central. And that's the kind of that's you know, that's the kind of game he has to have when he's not playing guys named Flory Badunga. You know. Um but yeah, all in all, I like I said, the guy I really enjoyed the game. I'm 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 digging watching these young kids develop, and but I but um, it is frustrating because they had opportunities to take control to keep control of the game late, 
and it just it got a little fast for him, and there were some couple of strange turnovers. And um, and right now that's that and free throws kind of plaguing him right now. But kudos North Central because they had to climb back into it and and continue to execute even as that game got tight. All right, making our way back around. Kyler. You're doing best team? Best team. Let's go. By the way, Carmel, put your stats into max preps, please. They're in there. I do not see it. Not the box score of that game. It might um, have the other games. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, not the box score, maybe not the box score of that game, but they're in there because okay. that was a topic of conversation on Saturday. Gotcha. As in, I was very appreciative of the fact that there's box scores and stats on max preps. Yeah, I got North Central's here and Carmel's wasn't uploaded yet. Sorry, Kyler. Go ahead. All right. Best team. I'm going to go with Greenfield Central. Um, watch them on Friday versus Yorktown. I believe they won. Let me look at the score real quick. I believe they won 54 to 46. Um, pretty much had control of that entire game. Uh, Yorktown, credit to them. They did make a little bit of a run in the third quarter to really cut into that lead and, you know, make it a competitive game, um, to say the least. But, um, you know, obviously the big name there is Braylon Mullins. I'll get to him when we get the best player. Spoiler alert. But, um, you know, I'm going to talk about the guys around him. And I think he's got a really good core around him as well. Um, start with their lead guard, Boston Willard. 5'10 guard, real tough. And he, he does a really good job of setting up Braylon for um, successful plays. Um, and then I really like Dallas Freeman, 6'4 forward, junior forward, I think. Um, he he makes some good shots, makes some good buckets. And then um, I, I don't know if they're brothers. I would assume they're brothers, Braden and Cooper Robertson. They are. They are. Okay. Then Braden is the senior, then Cooper is the junior. Um, provide a lot of good size there, post players, you know, typical post players. And they play really, really hard um, when they're on the floor. But really, really impressed with Greenfield Central's defense, just really suffocating defense. Um, you know, they showed some times where they would trap it. Um, um, they would trap at the half court, um, just make things really, really difficult for you, uh, for Yorktown. Um, and you know, with their size and I think they got some athleticism around Mullins as well. So, um, this is a real tough team. They're rolling right now, seven and zero. um, and they're beating teams, um, you know, pretty good. So really like them. Um, and then I'll get to Braylon just in a little bit. They're other than Willard, they're extremely interchangeable defensively. Yeah, I would say that. And are they still they still utilize? I haven't seen him yet this year. Are they still utilizing one three one. Yes, they do. Yeah, because that's that, that was their go to. I mean, they they kind of did that as a change. Actually, no, they that was kind of their go to defense. Their change up was, you know, sort of a matchup two three. But no, they um, they, they did that that game. Um, they did it really successfully. I, I yeah. think if you have the right players, you can really do damage with the one three one defense. Yeah, they've got a lot of length. They've got a lot of length. They didn't get to play last year. I mean, basically, it was. I mean, it was it was obviously Mullins and Dylan Moles, and and you know, then it was Kirkoff and DJ. I mean, it just wasn't nearly as big and long as what they are this year. And and Boston Willard's development as a point guard, his contributions. I like we we've, we've touched on him a couple times here lately, but I watched him in the summer and really liked him. Yeah, a high IQ guard. And like I said, yep. he, he did a really, really good job of getting um, Braylon to the right spot. So, um, 
yeah, they're a good team, really strong team, and I think they they can make a, you know, I think they can make a run at sectional title this year. Cool. That's uh, that's two weeks in a row for for Greenfield, man. They're they're moving on up, and I don't see too many. I don't see too many losses in the schedule coming up. I mean, they've got they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, Mount Vernon is a, is a tough one. They've, they've, won a lot of of they've, they've won a lot of games. I mean, they've this, this isn't anything new for them lately. No, they got a heck of a sectional. I mean, they were yeah, twenty-one and two last year. They were fifteen and eight the year before. I mean, Luke Meredith's done some some. I mean. He's. They've had some of the best talent they've had there in a decade, at least since Tate Hall, certainly. And and Tate was kind of an anomaly compared to what's gone in through there this uh, this century. Um, they had some good teams in the late '90s, and they kind of bled over into a couple of Carmody years where he was he, his sons were on the team. Uh, but you've got to go back into the late '80s before you start. Well, other than the the Ham the John Hamilton years, you got to start going back to, and by the way, the John Hamilton slash Josh Mullins years, Braylon's dad, those those teams are really good. But you've got to go back into the late eighties before they're they're super consistent. Um and when Larry Angle was the head coach and he sort of carried that into the early nineties. But but yeah, they were twenty one and two last year. And if they would have had those kids like Stump and, and you know, Robertson was a little bit more prominent, Freeman, those, those, that kind of length in, in a, in a bigger role last year, they, they would have been, a, you know, they would have, I mean, they would have competed. Well, I mean, they were still one of the better teams in that sectional last year, but I, I think they're the favorite right now, the way Mount Vernon's playing. You're and saying the favorite in this, in the sectional? Anderson's I, yeah. tough. I, Richmond I is Richmond looks good. Anderson, Mount Vernon, New Pals there. I mean, they're gonna good have a tough time. I wish I, they played Richmond during the season. That would be a fun game. But I don't think any of them. I I I think Braylon's that much of a difference maker. No, nobody's unbeatable in there. That's that's for sure. No, yeah. no right. that, that is that is for sure. But they're they're taking care of business and. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm going to get to it, you know, when we talk about best player, but I think Braylon is a difference maker in that sectional. Somehow, oh no, that's that's weird. I was going to say that somehow they play tri central twice. They don't. It's just listed twice for some reason. Get healthy, Braylon. Stay healthy. Greenfield playing in the in the Morristown Classic is is a weird one. Although Shatard's playing in it too, so guys, yeah, you should go to that Kyler. That that could be your twenty eighth. The twenty eighth, man. I think I'll be at Fisher's tournament. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Dom, best team going with Wayne. Um, I think uh, they're going to be hard for teams to beat around here. I mean, they've gotten past the schedule where they they. You know, had Ben Davis and Lawrence North. I thought they played well for uh, some of those games, right? And mostly uh, first half into the third. I think they were right there with Lawrence North all the way into the fourth, actually. And Ben Davis, I think they were there for a half. 
they were up at half and then like Ben Davis took over, but, but yeah, the leadership by Javon Lewis is really noticeable. He's really, you know, uh, vocal with his guys. He's, he's getting the guys in spots. He's, uh, definitely a great leader. He's showing that a lot this year. Uh, Chase Barnes kind of leads by example, you know, he's takes care of business on the court. Um, yeah, I think they're just, they're going to be a tough, uh, tough out for teams around here. You know, their sectional, you know, is, is they're definitely the favorite, but there's, like I said, I don't think they're unbeatable. I think we saw that last year when Southside almost got them. Um, and then they think they beat uh, Homestead on a last second shot. So I think certainly they're going to be the favorite, but there's definitely some teams in there that could give them some issues. Um, but yeah, overall Wayne is taking care of business right now. Um, there's going to be some teams in in the SAC that I'm interested in seeing them play. Um, obviously, Carroll was one. We took care of that Friday. Northside is going to be one that's going to be a big one. Uh, Lures as well. Um, I think those two teams left in the SAC is going to be some some really good games. But, yeah, they took care of business. They they had every – I mean, Carroll had the momentum. They had the crowd. They were, had the ball. It came all the way back and – you know, uh, Wayne definitely uh, was able to prevail and fight through those times. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they're definitely going to be a tough, tough uh, matchup for a lot of teams around this way. They're, they're an example of why I like the concept of like a power ranking versus just voting on a poll. Yeah. I don't think losing to Ben Davis or Lawrence North means they're not one of the top 20 teams in the state. Right. I mean, I know that there could be some disagreement there, um, but I don't, I don't know now. They and they play Fort Wayne North here coming up. Fort Wayne North six and zero, but Fort Wayne North has not played the same schedule that they've played. You know, so I just don't think losing to Ben Davis and Lawrence North means suddenly you're worse. Right. You know that that one of those schools may end up being an obstacle on their way to winning a state championship, should they get that far. Uh, but I, I don't. I just I still don't see. Like I don't think because they lose to Lawrence North and and Ben Davis that they're worse than Fort Wayne North, Lake Central, Penn. You know, maybe South Bend, Riley, Evansville. You know, just. I don't think any less of them, I guess. Yeah, same. Unfortunately, I've only seen their losses. So I haven't seen their wins. So I don't know if their wins have been So don't bad. watch them, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the games that I can, that I can see or get to. Um, but, yeah, because they're not in the coaches poll in the top 20. They should, they should be. Yeah, there's not 20 teams better than them. No. No, not when you consider who who they who they who they played, but Zach. Yeah. Uh best team for me was Blackhawk. Got to see them yesterday. Or wait, Saturday. This is Monday. Saturday at Grace. Really like what they've got going on. Uh, just keep churning out players there. I mean, 
guys you don't think are going to contribute or making things happen. They go too deep on the bench with the Mansfield now and Hauser. Uh, Pickett, obviously, is the main cog there. We all know what Pickett is, what he can do. Uh, Isaac Smith, the shooter. Um, Guthrie kind of banging inside. Um, Sefton doing his stuff around the paint and throwing lobs off the glass to pick it and stuff from the elbow. And geez, that, was, that was wild, that was, man. That was just unreal to see that in person too. I mean, it's, I was the whole time I was like, what Sefton, what are you doing? Where are you going? And all of a sudden there goes off the glass and a picket comes flying in two hand <laughs> hammer. Oh my gosh. That's um, how Blackhawk goes, man. They just roll out the, Jeez. Oh, never mind. Yeah, something. He threw that lob from like one step inside the elbow. Yes. Way out there off the glass. I was like, what? Yes. Wow. And he came from all the way in the left wing, dribbled like almost a 90 degree angle to get to the right side of the the paint on the offensive end to throw it off the glass to pick it. It was just <laughs> wild. Uh, and then I Muldoon, I really like Aiden Muldoon running the point for them. Super solid as they go as they come. Um, man, I, if I was telling Dominique on Saturday, if if Guthrie was a little more solid inside, you can rely on him for some more buckets. I think they could they could make some noise again this year. I just really like yeah. how black how Blackhawk plays. I think that's a tough pick, sectional. I think having pick it means you're going to make noise no matter what. I mean that's true. I don't doubt that at all. But they got lures now to deal with, right? So that's, that's lures, true. Adam Central, and I'm not. You know, they they just, took care uh, of Manchester. They pretty just smashed Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I don't. So. I'm not. I'm not buying into Manchester. I, I'm definitely no. buying some Gavin Bettenstock, but but beyond that, yeah. There's yeah. I agreed. Mean, Adam Central up, up there. What, yeah, Adam Central and lures is in the in their sectional. Tipton will meet him in there. Probably regional, regional or so one of those. Yeah. Yeah, the lure the, the lures game will be who at that point can control tempo. I got. We'll find out up. January thirteenth what that's like too. Yeah, I'll be at that one. Should have my car back by then. <laughs> <laughs> the car might be out of the mechanic, might be out of the garage by then. It's the one negative of having a like having a like a committed mechanic is sometimes you just don't always get to work on your schedule. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That'll that'll be a, a good, that definitely will be a good sectional. I, I mean, Adam Central. They're going to really challenge those two teams. I think they're they're going to challenge it more than Manchester. Yeah, I saw the the Lures Manchester scrimmage and was, again, lo- love Gavin Betton. Not a whole lot not to like there. But yeah, the rest of that group, they're they're gonna have to really um step up. And again, a lot of that, again, talk about being able to speed people up. That's those kids were getting sped up. And Lures still had what, two guys missing from football? Yeah. Is actually three, I think now. Was I it think three? it's three. They bring two two guys off the bench and one that starts. Patrick, 
I'm gonna go, I'm I'm going back down to my area. I'm going with the the Jeffersonville Red Devils. They got uh, they got two big wins this weekend over a previously six and zero Silver Creek. Beat them seventy five to forty eight, and then they went down to uh, some one day showcase at Bossy and beat uh, previously undefeated Evansville Harrison team who who dismantled New Albany by about twenty or thirty. Uh, two weeks before so i was pleasantly surprised with that i mean jeffersonville they lost their first game to cathedral okay good loss then last weekend you lose to seymour with or without trey and then this weekend you come back with two big wins this is this is the jeffersonville that i expected to see be clear it was without trey of course i understand that but pj and mike without yeah, without, but PJ and Mike and some of those other boys should be should be enough to get the job done. Not with I don't know. Singleton's got his own little gravity going on there. Well, you know, he had five he battled a lot of foul trouble, I'll give him that. But he had he had zero going into the fourth quarter and he had five points on Saturday. And the good news is, well, they still won. They still beat a good Evansville Harrison. They won team. by three. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for them to really compete, I mean, he he knows that his dad knows that he's gonna have to he's gonna have to step it up and you know be a little more aggressive, be a little more assertive on the offensive level. But well, he's not gonna play teams. There aren't that many teams as big as Evans. Yeah, six seven and six eight is is tough gonna, to deal with. I'm gonna get a good look at them here in about a week. They come up, they play at North Central. And and that's I'm looking. I'm actually that's going to be a good day of basketball. Good couple, good couple days of basketball. I'll get a large dose of them on the, the whatever those days are next week. That's a Man. tournament, right? No, it's a showcase. Everybody just plays oh, one really? game, one game, one day. It's grown. It, it, it be, now it's eight teams. Hold on, let me get there. So they play Carmel. The Evansville Harrison plays Carmel and. And then Evansville Harrison. Uh, let's see where is play two games. What's missing? Why is all of a sudden this stuff missing? North Central. Uh, maybe it's because it's one. It's not a one day thing. Hold on a second. Let's get to this. Was so it in a tournament or shootout? No, think? it's just a shootout. It's just two games. Shootout. So everybody plays. Everybody mm-hmm. plays two games. It's but it's but there's eight teams. Here we go. On the 28th and 29th, Lake Central versus Pike at 1.30. Evansville Wrights versus Park Tudor at 3.15. Evansville Harrison versus Carmel at 5. Louisville Trinity versus North Central at 6.45. Then the 29th, they come back at 10 a.m. Lake Central versus Park Tudor. Louisville Trinity versus Carmel. Evansville Harrison versus Pike. Evansville Wrights versus North Central. That's a good day. That's four miles from my. That's four miles from my house. So, I I know where I'm going to be. Um, I haven't had the car situation figured out by then. I'll just ride my. If it's not, I might even literally ride my bike there. Who knows? Um. Anyway, with with Michael Cooper, you know he's six four, a legit shooting guard. He can he can handle the ball. He can light it up. He, he's somebody some of these smaller uh, NAIs, some of these colleges should start looking at. He's he's a nice ball player, man. 
if he keeps his confidence up and keeps getting to the basket like I've seen him do, he's he can be nice. And PJ, man, he, PJ Douglas, six uh, four junior, he's he's just solid all the way around. He'll get you. You can count on fourteen to fifteen a night from him. Just book it. And their schedule does not get any easier. I mean, they go to they go to Kokomo where they play Warren Central, like Riley Plainfield is in that, and then they're in the Fishers tournament after Christmas. So they're definitely preparing their stuff for come March. I mean, there's no reason not to. Of course not. Especially when you've got a kid like Trey that they're trying to showcase a little bit. Mm -hmm. What do you think about them at Brownstown? I'm thinking I'll be there. <laughs> that's... That's, you know why? Because like, that's looking like the two best teams in uh, South of Indy. You know why you'll be there? Because Brown Brownstown's AD values. She sure does, man. She takes care of me. Shout out to Maria right? Brownstown. Absolutely. Must hey. be nice. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. I mean, they don't have to go out of their way. They just don't have to be in your way. Nope. Nobody's. Yeah. Must be nice. She came over, sat me a chair up at the media table, said, enjoy Indeed. yourself, anything you need. Yes. Oh, oh, man. Dang. Brownstown, appreciate it. Top tier. Yep. That's Southern hospitality. And they've, sure they've, produ they've produced <laughs> some winning teams down there, right? A couple. <laughs> yeah, a few. Right. They've had a good run with this Benner guy. You mean the coach, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good, good twenty years. Yeah, yeah. That's how. It's, I mean, that's kind of how. I mean, that's that's above and beyond. That's above and beyond. You come to Carmel, you even get a little Chick Fil A. By the way, there you go. And that right. stuff doesn't go unnoticed either. I mean, that makes us want to, you know, come back and well, keep definitely. promoting our kids. Well, even well, we're still going to promote the kids because it's not I the understand. kids' fault. Not the kids' fault that they're. ineptitude anyway kokomo team of the week or my team of the week at least of the, the teams i saw i don't you know i don't they they're, they're getting their guard play figured out carson rogers is an extremely nice compliment with flory and I still don't think Kokomo's well, – they're not. They're just not hitting on all cylinders yet. They're just absolutely not. Um, I'm not sure that they have found the replacement for what Shane Spear brings to, brought to them when he had his basketball legs underneath him. And, you know, that's that's – he's been a big piece of their tournament runs the last two years. And a lot of that is his his was his size at that position where he could be their primary ball handler at six two, six three, and probably not in the best basketball shape from a body perspective. But that extra girth as somebody who walks around with a lot of extra girth, um can be a problem because he was able to finish through contact and you, you've got to really get through him. You had to really get through him to get to, to, you know, to throw him off. 
And I don't know that they've got that right now. I don't know if they've figured out that piece yet. And it's not just enough. I don't think Flory's and there may be another level with him, another gear with him that he hasn't kicked it into yet. Uh, Carmel was pretty aggressive doubling him. And he made some really nice passes. He found people. Uh, they uh, they doubled from they doubled from underneath the basket, so that that kind of helped Rogers get some, obviously his opportunities, and obviously at the end of the day, Flory is able to create extra possessions with the offensive rebounds. Um, free throw shooting still a question mark, but that whole game was a question mark from a free throw perspective for both teams. But they are they are starting to get a little bit more out of Barris Moore, a little bit more out of Corbin Hamill. Uh, they've they've got seven guys that they play that they could play pretty consistently. And I I think I'd kind of like to see them maybe start Hamill over Beard. But it's just hard to take too big of a stand, and I'll get to that here in a minute. Um, when obviously I'm not a practices, so I don't know what goes on Monday through Thursday up there. Did AP Mitchell get in at all? He did not play at all. Okay. Neither did the German. Neither did uh, for um. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, I can. I will if I look at it and figure out which vowels and consonants are next to each other. Um, he was starting at the end of the year. Why do I not have Kokomo's roster in here? I just freaking watch them play. It looks like at that Kokomo tournament, they're going to end up playing South Bend Riley on the 23rd. There it is. That is a stacked tournament. Yeah, it's fun. I hope it's streamed. It was last year. Purely is the the, the German exchange, is the German. Pretty stream. sure he started the first game or did he so yeah against west he started in the scrimmage against warsaw and then i believe against uh westfield he'd started as well 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 barris it's funny so i was asked who their starting five was and i obviously highlighted zion bellamy reese beard Lori badunga carson rogers and then i put question mark next to barris moore and and ap mitchell saying one of them would start so you're telling me fewerly started yeah, start the year. Okay. And then against when I was, was at the Fishers game, he didn't play at all in meaningful minutes. He got in when it was, hmm. you know, everyone was, you know, all the starters were out. Yeah, he didn't play at all against Carmel. AP Mitchell played against Fishers, but he kept he kept coming in for Carson Rogers because he Rogers just could not get a rebound defensively. Everything would just bounce over his head. And every time he missed the rebound, uh, Peck would take him out, put AP Mitchell in. And they just kept going in and out together. And then finally, Rodgers kind of got settled into the game and kind of played most of that game then. Well, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised those two guys didn't play. But, again, I don't I don't know what – you know, what practice is like. You know, I don't know what goes on during the week there. Um. But I'll get to a couple of different things here later when we get to top players. So, Kyler, top player. Yep, kind of mentioned earlier, Braylon Mullins 
2025 guard, four-star guard, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, yeah. Not according to Hoosier Illustrated. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Five-star on Hoosier Illustrated. We'll say that. But uh, <laughs> This is Tyler's <laughs> plea to get Braylon wow. there by you. Hot takes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I like him. Great. Him, him and his dad are just good dudes. But anyway – had a game high twenty four points um, versus Yorktown. You know, I, I feel like he does get. You know, people when they think of Braylon Mullins, you know, he's a, just a shooter, but I think he's more than that now. I think he's an athlete. Um, you know, we saw the dunk um, that he had at Hoosier Gym. If, if you guys saw that on Twitter, that his dad posted, um, it was great. But I mean, he was just really good off the ball here. Um, you know, doing a good job of getting rid of his defender to create a look. Um, while he was on the ball, did a really good job of attacking the basket, did that very, very hard. Um, and he was very creative um, when he would, you know, get in the lane. Um, he had a really tough end one um, that I posted on Twitter. Um, you know, he scored on two defenders through contact, got the end one, hit the free throw. Um, you know, and I think an underrated part of his game, too, is his passing ability. He, he set his teammates up really well, did a good job of finding the post players, did a, did a really good job of finding – um the open guy on the perimeter as well so um he's just getting better and better every time I see him um I, I talked to him a little bit after the game you know pretty much a lot of the Big Ten schools are looking at him ACC schools are really getting in there now he mentioned Virginia's um got some interest as well in him but um just a guy that's just going to get better and better offers um this next year and a half or so um and I think he's going to have a real breakout um, which he kind of already did this past summer, but I think he's going to have a really big last summer of AAU coming up this next season. Zach? I'm going best performance. I'm saying all of Warsaw's team Saturday. Cheater. <laughs> wow. Why has this got to be best player? Why can't it be best perform? It can be best performance, right? But that's the best team. <laughs> Just, I thought it was just best performance. It's a tie um, between every yeah. player on their team. <laughs> I'm going Warsaw. Best performance. Mute him. Stay, Mute stand him. and buy it. Mute him. Mute me. I'll go shovel the driveway. <laughs> oh, you got snow? Yeah, thanks. Do you, do you have snow? Yes, we have snow. You got, I love you. You got the lake effect going there, don't you? Yeah, stupid lake effect. It's so annoying. I'm sorry. Who moved there? My fault. My parents. <laughs> and they Warsaw, forced, you, they forced you to buy a house up there. Yes. Okay. Warsaw, best performance. Going with it, sticking with it. My segment, best performance. <laughs> <laughs> Warsaw had one, two, three, four guys with twelve plus points. Um, Finlinson, Robbie Finlinson, I really liked him. 22 and nine hit six threes. Uh, Jaeger was a dominated, dominated inside. He had 14 and six. There's nothing that Washington could do to stop any of these guys. This was a day after Warsaw drops a huge game to Wawa C, which was out of the blue. Nobody saw that one coming. I'm sure. Um, really like Bricker. He's a solid piece. Little gold. He's tough too. Could have been your best team, man. Nope, nope. Best performance. <laughs> His best player well. performance. 
It's best player performance. I know. These are all the players. I'm naming the players. <laughs> player, singular. Giving Warsaw some love here. Oh, God. They got Thank God. For it. Thank for God it. you're the one that posts all the recruiting updates. Holy cow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they got They're all stretch. juniors, too, except for Jaeger. Yes, they have they have 11 juniors on the varsity roster, I believe. Is that what mm. I counted? Uh, they got a tough stretch coming up here, though, of games. They go at Carroll, at Harrison, at Northridge, at Penn, and then Goshen comes to town. And then I'm not going to leave off Concord either at Concord. Tough to play at McEwen. Um, so we'll see what's going on with Warsaw here. Dominique's going to be there tomorrow night. That's a heck of a stretch, man. Wow. I'm telling you. <clears throat> so, yep. Best Patrick. Performances. Best player performance, Zach. Or... I'm going to play by the rules of the game here. Whoa, whoa. This is a pod. <laughs> this is a pod. Anything goes. <laughs> All right. I'm going Joshua Renfro, Christian Academy of Indiana. Nice. I watched him with uh, going 12 for 15 on field goals and 16 for 16 free throws. He finished the game with 43 points and 10 rebounds. And they, they got a 91 to 46 win over South Central. I mean that 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 team is is killing it so far this year. And when you when you face you said that was going to be a good game. Yeah, I thought it was, but I didn't I didn't think he was going to put on forty three. But uh, Christian Academy, man, they're when the when you double and face guard Renfro, they've got some other pieces. But he he was on fire this past weekend, so I'm going Joshua Renfro sniper. Dominique. Yeah, um, 95% of my player performance is going to be guys who win their games that I see. But this week we're going with a guy who lost two games. Uh, this week we're going with uh, Devin Lewis from Canterbury. Um, watched, I tried to watch their stream. I did watch it, but it was, a, it was, a, it was just a whole mess. On Wednesday, Canterbury played at Lures. That, uh, oh, and, the huddle. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, I think you were trying to watch too, right? That, yeah, that's got to be a connection. That's got to be a, yeah. a, a broadband thing because I don't think it's usually like that. But other schools use Huddle as a as a streaming option, and it, and it seems to work just fine. Yeah, um, and then on a Friday, uh, I watched that one live. The Lures one, and then Friday I went back and watched uh, when they played Blackhawk. But coming into the the week, you know, they go to Lures. They're probably a 20-point underdog uh, at, at Lures. They don't have any of their – we talked about their – the official line? I don't know. But FanDuel. Um, yeah, FanDuel. Um, but, you know, coming into the season, we talked about Canterbury. They're going to get Tucker Day from Homestead. They're going to get John Parent. They're going to get a couple other kids. None of those kids have been able to play yet. Uh, I think they have to miss 25% of the season is what I was told. But they haven't played yet. So Canterbury doesn't have any of those kids. So – you know, going to Lures, as a, who's a top five team in two A to me, uh, you would think they're a big underdog. They they had the ball to tie or take the lead at the very last second, and they lost by two. And Lewis had twenty three that game, and then against Blackhawk, who same thing. I think Blackhawk's a top five two A team in the state. I think they'd probably be a twenty point favorite at home against Canterbury, and they Canterbury was up thirty to fourteen in the first half. They were up ten in the third. Blackhawk came all the way back and 
won by what two maybe at the end and Devin Lewis had 28 he was just hitting shots from threes pulling up finishing at the rim just I love his his progression from last year you know I didn't see a lot of other games last year but the ones I did see he would get kind of get to a spot but just wasn't finishing well last year when I seen him and now he's doing I mean, he's finishing it he's pulling up he's hitting threes um he's definitely he's got d3 offers but I think at the very least what he's doing right now is uh, I think he's at least making NAIA's, local NAIA's, at least take a look at him. Uh, but he's, he played really well both of those games. Canterbury is going to be an issue in 1A. I, I was going to ask, uh, so we shouldn't bail on him just yet. No, oh, no, they're going to be an issue in 1A, uh, especially when the, these guys get back. Uh, and then you look around at 1A, you know, there's no Gary 21st, there's no Lafayette Central Catholic anymore. Uh, you know, back in the day when I was playing through, Bowman Academy was – you know, big time one A. There's none of those type of teams. I mean, it's what it's uh, Morgan Township uh, in the north. I'm talking Mor- Morgan Township and I don't know Christian. Yeah, Christian for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absurd. Um, but yeah, once once they get, I mean, <clears throat> once they get their guys from Homestead and mix it in with Devin Lewis, who's been a four year starter, been their best player, they're gonna be. You know, they're gonna have a chance to make some noise in one A North. So. He's my he's my player of the week off of his two performances that were um, outstanding to me. But by the way, for those who have listened for over two hundred episodes, whenever I make like a remark like uh, that, or even maybe one well, of us makes you. a remark like that, most times it's me. It, it it's it's an inside joke that has some context and merit, and usually is a little sarcastic, but that's how it goes. I don't just pick random schools and random incidents out of nowhere. Uh, Alex Kudo, Carmel. Like you, Dominique, I, I I would like to pick players on teams that won their game. But he was... I mean, I think ultimately the things that Badunga does overall was, was obviously every bit as impactful and... and he's able to affect things on, on the defensive end of the floor that the kudos is not able to do um, that most people aren't able to do, but I, I got to give the kid his due. He was incredible. He shot the ball with confidence. He shot the ball over people. Um, he was cutting hard through screens. They, they were running a little bit more for him. I think they figured they could take advantage of one of their matchups, especially when they saw what it was. I think I know one tweet I put out during the game was that it's very it's rare when Kudo has a size advantage over his defender. And against Kokomo, he did, at least among the starters. And he was just sort of in F that mode and was just shooting over him at will. And hit shots, and and I and there's a part of me that wants him to do that regardless. You know, and obviously if he gets a great defender who's like six four, six five, okay, that may be a little bit of a difference. But and he, and he did, he was a little bit more conservative when Corbin Hamill guarded him. Hamill's a six three sophomore who's their transfer from New Haven, and you know Hamill did a decent job of of at least impacting Kudo's willingness to shoot. 
but Kudo still did a really good job of getting through screens and getting into shots. It wasn't like it was a complete shutdown. And and I know I said earlier when we talked about uh, the, the you know I talked a little bit about Carmel when about Evan Harrell as as those gaps got a little bit wider, trying to trying to pay more attention to Kudo. Uh, he was able to do more with the dribble than what he has. And that's part of the reason why I went with him this route is because I think there have been a couple of times where I've spoken about how he needs to do more. He needs to do more off the bounce and not always, not always a shot, but shot creation, creation for others. He needs to do more off the bounce. He needs to be more of a playmaker than, than what he was the first few games. And, I, and I'm hoping this is the start of something. Even the North Central game where he he shot the ball, he was nine points in the first half on three threes. He did not score in the second half, but he was still a little bit on, on attack mode and, and able to create things, you know, for Evan Harrell, who had, a, who had a big game against North Central. But, yeah, Kudo was basically – and, look, part of it is if you're going to be 5'9", 5'10", you've also got to be willing – You've got to be able to catch every catch shot ready, and you've got to be able to get a quick release. That's exactly what it was like against Kokomo. And Carmel kind of gave it away. They they sort of gave away two possessions at the end of the first half that allowed Kokomo to cut their lead, cut their deficit in half. Uh, and then, you know, then there were some situations in the second half where they, they struggled against Kokomo's 1-3-1. But at every turn, Kudo was was answering the call as much as he could, and you know, all in all, it was a, a pretty good weekend for him. And I I hope it continues from from a from a fan standpoint. I hope definitely hope it continues. Um, but man, he was he was on fire, and he super super competitive, and and just didn't um, just. Too many missed opportunities from a team perspective, but but he was really, really good. So all right, Kyler's getting sleepy. <laughs> Who is it? Um, I'm not I'm good. I'm I trying to get shovel, my notes. Shovel my driveway in shorts. Let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Any anything we don't all have to answer for this. Any big surprises this week? Anything that Stood out. Anybody, just jump in. I think that Wallace C beating Warsaw at home. Yeah, I think Zach mentioned that already. I thought that was a that kind of came out of nowhere. I thought Warsaw would take care of business there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Pendleton Heights over Darren Catholic. Like, I thought that was a little shocking. Yeah, that's fair. Although Garen Catholic still Garen Catholic still playing without their point guard. I'm going so, Warren Central over Ben Davis. That no, was surprising. That is a surprising thing. Yeah. Don't count out Chris Byers though. He gets it done. Oh no, he's yeah, he's an excellent coach. I don't I don't know why he left there to begin with. I don't know what, what the what the situation was there at Franklin Central, but um but they get their next games against Jeffersonville. That's that's what that's going to be Friday at 4.15. Yep, it's a good one. You coming up for that? 
No. No? Okay. Zach, are you going to that? Which one was it? Sorry. Kokomo. I'm going to go to Kokomo Saturday, yeah. Saturday? Okay. Yeah. Anybody going Friday? No. Besides, no. Hopefully, besides hopefully me. Nope. I'll be, I'll be streaming it. As long as it's on stream, I'll watch it. I'll find out. I'll talk to Peck and see what's going on with that. Yeah, probably some stream. I know IU's got a game that day, so. The 22nd? Oh, wait, 22nd? Sorry. the 21st. I thought we were talking about. Never mind. I, I, only, know that, I only know that because I looked earlier today. When is the 22nd? No, they play the 19th and 21st. Yeah. Right, right And I only know that because that stupid picture that was going around of Woodson smoking a cigar and – Oh, drinking, I saw that. Drinking bourbon oh, in his in somebody's rec room, and I don't know why that was a an issue. I don't know what that was about. Who cares? Um, but that's the only reason why I know that is because then I looked. I looked at their schedule, thinking, well, maybe they got a week off, and he's just chilling. And but still, it's too. Who cares? Anyway, not a tangent. I want to go down right now. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think we I mean I think the the way East Chicago dominated the fourth quarter against Chesterton was kind of surprising. I mean it's it's you, you hate to pick on a situation, but I mean it's a game I think four of us watched to some degree. And I mean the East Chicago just caught a wave and and I was surprised to see not only Chesterton, um, not only to see East Chicago be able to do that, but Chesterton kind of lost her cool. And, you know, even even Parrish a little bit lost his cool. A lot of turnovers and fast break points for East Chicago. A lot of easy baskets. And that and that can happen. Then that stuff like that can snowball. And they're still high school kids, so it's not like you – like, oh, my God, Tyler Perry lost it. No, I mean, he just was frustrated. Plus, he, in his case, he was battling foul trouble the whole game. So it was just – I'm sure he was on edge most of the game. Yeah, and Tyler was actually really good in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised that uh, how that game went. I didn't see anything else other than the – Christian Academy game over, or yeah, Christian Academy over the, the point spread there against South Central, but that was mostly because you said that was going to be a really good game, Patrick. Uh, South Central came in without a loss. I No, I get it. No, I I looked. When you said yeah. that, I looked, I thought, yeah, that will be a good game. Nope. <laughs> Is that Elizabeth or Union Mills? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Union Mills is up by over here by me, and they're bad. Yeah, the Jeffersonville Silver Harrison. Game was point spread was a little bit surprising. Jeffersonville Harrison was surprising also. Why? Which part of that? I mean, I figured that was. I, I just really expected. Yeah, I thought it would be good, but I thought Harrison, the way they dominated New Albany, the way I saw that, I thought, okay, Harrison's gonna take care of business. It's in Evansville. It's kind of like a home game. Yeah, it's Jeff really coming off a big win against Silver Creek the night before. I just thought, oh man, this this could be it could if turn you, rough. If you've ever been to that game, the that event there, it's it's not 
there's no home court advantage. Yeah. It's it's friends and it's an AAU game. It's friends and family. Mm-hmm. Speaking of an there. AAU game, there was about four or five kids from that team T playing against each other. True. Um but yeah, it's a it's I mean it's an after you know, there's a lot of afternoon games, so there's just you know, it was no real advantage. I've been down there the last two years. Good games. Um, good chance to see all the Evansville teams. Not maybe not all of them, but a lot of the Evansville teams in one setting. But nobody's getting a, a crowd advantage for those games. Speaking of East Chicago, real quick, I called dibs on their game against Merrillville, Zach. Oh, geez. I've adopted them, man. That's my that's my region team. Holy smokes! <laughs> All right, games we're watching. This is where we we're going to talk a little bit about. Tyler, you want to just chime in here, and you want to give that your locks and log off, or what do you want to do? I might as well. Since All I'm... right, do that. Since you're right, tired, you want, and... my, you want my locks? Yeah, give me your locks. Uh... Or your lock. You're just your lock. One lock. Let's oh, do locks right now. Let me pull up a random game. Let's do locks. <laughs> And then we'll get to games for watching since that's usually the order. Okay. And you're not going. You're not going to games anyway this week, so. No. Um. I'll do. I'll do Lawrence North over Christmas Addicts. All right, you going to bed now? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> All right. All right, Kyler. Good talking to you. Good luck with yep. the dot com. Correct. Yes, sir. Check all of our stuff out if you're IU fans. Sweet. All righty, boys. Later. All right, Kyler. Have a good one. All right, Patrick. What's your lock? Well, since my lock of the week is usually the opposite of what's going to happen, <laughs> and same. Well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be somewhat challenging. To where I mean, can, 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 can I just pick addicts over eminence? Can we just do that and give me <laughs> no, one? Just give me one no, just give me one. No, it doesn't count. It's a, and that's, it's a conference game. I still want to, as somebody who used to coach at eminence, how in the heck they get in the same conferences? Manual and and Christmas addicts. and Who's Washington Catholic playing? I mean, you got to give me something. Yeah, I don't know. If Washington Catholic played eminence, you might have a, you might have a shot there, but. Oh man, I could uh let me go let me go South Ripley over Batesville, my hometown Raiders. South Ripley over Batesville. I'm sorry, South Ripley, if I jinxed you. It's not my fault. Dominique. I'll take Noblesville on the road at Anderson. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. You had Noblesville, yeah. I did, yeah. I did indeed. Zach, uh, I'm going to say Northridge over South and Washington. Okay. Yeah, I looked up Northridge record. They're what six and one. Yeah, Radiker gets stuff done, man. Uh, let's see. Ah, I took my you took my pick, Zach. Dag on it. I did. 
I think I did. Or Dominique did, sorry. Jeez. Zach, you, you didn't pick that. Jeez, everybody's, game? everybody's taking over the north. Holy crap. Somebody pick Noel over Valpo, please. I'm gonna I might go to that game actually. Oh, that'll be a good one. No, you can't have dibs on that damn game too. Jesus. <laughs> I'm taking over for you, Zach. God, do it. <laughs> My wife would love you. <laughs> oh, you mean oh, actually go to it? <laughs> Take over for me in general. Well, I sure as hell ain't driving up there. <laughs> uh, I'm going. Pick that Fisher's game. Which Fisher's which... at Center Grove? There's no more Carmel, Jim. Somebody else. I haven't picked Carmel game in. No, I'm just saying Carmel. <laughs> I'm just saying Carmel in general. Fisher's at Center Grove, Jim. No, I'm looking at Kokomo yeah. tournament here. Take the Kokomo tournament winner. Let's go. Ooh. No, I don't know. I'm going Warren Central over Jeffersonville. Boo. No offense. <laughs> no offense, Ron. My bad, dude. Still love you. I'm still the most. Trey, Mike, PJ, you hear that? You're still the most competitive kid I've ever coached. Get him going, Sharon. Although Peckham Paul's right there too, so the two, the two most intense kids I've ever coached are going to be in the same, same, the same gym this weekend. Alex wasn't intense. Nah. Uh, yeah, but not. No, not like no, not like. No, not like that. No offense to AD. Hey, Peck was just dirty, man. <laughs> he was dirty as that Madison Southwestern Middle School game. No, not that. Not that. <laughs> not, not, oh, not stupid. He wasn't stupid. Uh, on, on a team that had to win games with, on rock fights, Peck, Peck and Paul had the most rocks. Let's just put it that way. It was a team that I think we had one kid who could hit out from the outside. <laughs> And we still managed to win a lot of games because we just had kids that were really super physical. So and he was he was the he was the linchpin of that group. All right, where are we going? So the Kokomo tournament. I, I think all of us kind of have a little bit of interest in that. New Haven at Kokomo or versus Kokomo, South uh, and Riley, huh? Uh, first game's gonna be so Corbin Hamill was really meant to play in this thing, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because one way or the other. South Bend, Riley, Mishawaka, Mount Vernon, Plainfield, Warren Central, Jeffersonville. I mean, I, yep. I want to say Kokomo will win it, but I can also see whoever comes out of Warren and Jeff just having enough perimeter play to cause Kokomo some fits. Does Riley have anything that can disrupt Kokomo? Uh, if they're shooting, yeah. Yeah. Or if they lay an egg shooting like they did against Northridge, or that's a way opposite, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Jeff played Warren and Plainfield in the summer, which we've talked about summer. It's not the same, but yeah, they got sure. Warren and they lost to Plainfield. So there's a chance to see him again this weekend. This coming yeah, there's there, there's some things you can look forward to. Like you can 
pin June on. I think the one thing is if a team is dominant, then I think you can say, yeah, that's that that makes yeah. sense. But the rest of it is the the rest of it is just you know Carmel was brilliant in June. And because it's just not scouted, it's not schemed, it's not as physical. And a lot, you know, those young guys were really, really good. And those young guys are going to be really, really good. I hate to beat a dead horse, but just some of the physicality is what they're struggling with right now. And I do like that they're looking to play a little faster than they have in the past. Um, but yeah, June, unless it's something glaringly obvious, like what Cathedral did two years ago, what Ben Davis was doing last year. Talking 2022. Right. So we're all interested in this Kokomo one. Anything else stand out? I really like the North Davies turning turning starting on yeah, Thursday. It's a fun one. Blackhawks usually down there. I see they're they're at a different one. They're in Richmond, aren't they? No, I think they're uh, at some weird Lawrenceburg one. or something. Is it Lawrenceburg, oh, man? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a tough one too, actually. Yeah. Some good teams down there. That team out of that Newport, Kentucky team is really good. Still trying to figure out Greenfield Central at the Morristown one. I was trying to figure out um Wayne's playing at was it where are they at? Wallace C or something? Where's this oh, at? Sounds, yeah, yeah Wallace C tournament. Rochester, Wallace C, Dwanger, and Wayne. Ugh. Are you going to the, the homestead deal, Dominique? Yeah, I am. Are any of those games played at Carroll? <laughs> no. No, okay, no it's good. all at right, well, homestead. It was taken right, care good. of last year. Good. Yeah. South Bend St. Joe at Carroll. I think we should, yeah, we should all go to that game. They, uh, I think, no, that'll be, I'm watching the Zionsville, St. Joe. I think that would be a good one. And then Carroll and Munster. Can we tell Glinder, can we tell Glinder that Carroll plays games on the road that we'll go to? <laughs> Zach, I think you're coming down, right? Homestead, maybe? I can shoot over some of that. Potentially. Yeah. Fishers was in it last year, but obviously they have their own thing going. A real nice one on Friday is uh, two undefeated teams down here, uh, Christian Academy of Indiana and Southwestern Hanover. Boy, the last time you said that, it was a 40-point game. So <laughs> Maybe it will be again. <laughs> you going to that going one? To, uh... That's Jim Reamer's Southwestern Rebels. <sighs> Hey, I watched him blow two double-digit leads in the same game. I don't know what to tell you. I think that Warsaw. I'm going to Warsaw. I'm going to Carroll Tuesday, tomorrow. I, watched I think it. that. I think that could be a. Uh, I think I don't know. Warsaw has the. I, yeah. Don't you think Zach? I think Warsaw has some guys who can definitely score. It's just. I mean, uh, Warsaw is going to show up. I think they could. Yeah. They could beat Carroll. I think Warsaw, so right? too. No, no, it's that Carroll. Uh, yeah, um, I'm my my cousin's the JV coach. I'm going to support my cousin. Stay for the varsity, uh, but uh, but no, I think that could be. I think that could be a really good one. 
And then on, on Friday, I'm going to watch Richmond play. Richmond plays at Southside, Fort Wayne South on Friday. So I'm going to check them. I've been watching a little bit of stream on Richmond. I re really uh, kind of like what I see from them, man. Uh, Cedric Horton and Mason Carpenter and they're playing really well right now. Billy's, Billy's got Coach Wright's got it going on. Yeah, I was really impressed with Horton, a couple of plays that he's made. Um, understand he's got to get stronger and things like that, but he's long. He's making some highlight plays. He's hitting jumpers. He's playing really well. Carmel Cathedral Friday night. I'll be at that one. I think. Hold on. No, I can't do both, can I? Can't be in Kokomo and at that game. Uh, Although I can go to the afternoon games and still make it to the varsity game for Carmel Cathedral. He'll be at Carmel. Don't worry. No, it's at Cathedral. Cathedral. Okay, well, he'll be at the Carmel game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't go to every Carmel game. So, I mean, I've already missed two so far this year. Should, should be able to get in at Cathedral, even though they only hold 1,200. Uh yeah. They they turn out for that game. But we don't we don't travel very well. Right. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm still working on the details of that situation. No, uh, Johnny Washington's out for that New Haven Kokomo game, so no way. So, uh, if no anyone way. didn't know that, yep. So, no, and I don't think it would be either way. I don't think it would be super close. So, we should get there the 1245 game. I would recommend it. Uh, is that the Riley Walt Mishawaka game? Yeah. Yeah, you might as well wait until the next one after that, too. <laughs> Jeez. Mishawaka. Here goes that plan. Don't have much. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I still got to see Riley play. You'll see him in the championship. Mr. Walker's decent, right? Decent, easy, no? Easy. They can't. They're just going to get, you know. They should not have beat, well, Concord shot 0 for 15 from three against them. And they they'll get you beat. They should have lost that'll, that game against That'll lead you to get 34 Concord. points. Yeah. Zach, did you sneak in a Riley over a Kokomo take? Yep. There you go. Ooh. Are you going, Patrick, are you going over to North Davies? Yeah, I think I will. Yep. South Knox got a nice junior. Single. Do they still play in the 20s? The 30s? No. no. Oh. I thought that was the team that was always low. Scottsburg Lagodi at 5 o'clock. That'll be a good game. That's a good one. Evansville Christian Paoli. Paoli. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that's some good games. And North Davies, I mean, after all they lost last year, they're I think they're only I think they've only got one loss. They're they're doing really well. They still three A? Yep, they're seven yes. and one. They got their they only loss right, was yeah. to Lagodi. They gotta be for one more year. I other than the, the cynical perspective, I don't know why they did that. I, I don't made no sense. I don't know that. I mean, it 
it, it may it made for maybe maybe an easy sectional, an easier sectional, not maybe an easy sectional, but an easier sectional. But at the same time, beyond that, it, I don't know that North Davies really was going to have a chance to run that gauntlet. Everybody should just move up to 4A, and then we have one class. And there we it. go. Now we're on to something. My favorite, my favorite thing of the week is the Edinburgh tournament, other otherwise known as the Johnson Health Sports Plus Ditech Amos Hill Summers Plumbing United Inter Industrial Classic. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> what? But it's that sponsorship money. <laughs> Make that an acronym. Acronym that thing. Let's go. Let's hear it. Uh, I think it spells a curse word. I don't know. Uh, I'm not probably, sure. Probably. Jeez. <laughs> There's a P and a U, a couple of S's. Whoa. Um, whoa. Uh, there is. There's two. <laughs> the children's right. show. Come on. This explicit. Is not explicit. a children's show. Yeah. Just the explicit. Only thing us, children yeah. about this show is me. Johnson yeah. Health Sports Plus, Ditech, Amos Hill, Summers Plumbing, United Industrial Classic. <sighs> <sighs> Holy cow. <sighs> Well, they I got gotta go to it now. I gotta. They, I gotta sit down. they have as many sponsors of this tournament than they had Burton's a few years ago. I was gonna say then they have teams in the tournament. <laughs> they had, well, the one year they had seven Burtons, something like that, and only two of them are related. J H S P D A H S P U I C. I mean go. that that's gonna be the name of the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna give him a little bit of we're gonna give him a little bit of wow. a little bit of love. Our our five hundred and sixty listeners are gonna give him a little bit of a bump. <laughs> you know, the Wabash Valley tournament, they gotta figure it out. First financial. There you go. Just call it. First financial bank Wabash Valley classic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and this the Wabash Valley is just the name of it. Right. We need to talk about by the time our next podcast will publish. Uh, we're gonna record we're gonna record Christmas night. Is that what we're talking about? TBD. We're we gonna try and do that. Patrick, your game. So that is two of us. I mean, it would be our normal time, 9 o'clock, kids be in bed, right? It depends. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not going to kill. I mean, we probably will record since there's at least two of us. And then if, if others can join in, we'll probably do that. We can talk about the Wabash Valley Tournament then. Oh, Nick, just load them up with, like, candy and Mountain Dew around 2 or 3. And then maybe yeah. by 8 or 9, they, cr they crash. They crash, yeah. See what happens. I don't know, man. We might have a, I don't know. It's Christmas. What is that? You said that was on Monday, Christmas Day? Yeah. Most of my, all my family stuff is on Christmas Eve, so. Zach's going to Trine. You going to Trine, Zach? Yeah, it's going to be a great show. You going up there? No. Oh. Trine University. Next I think week that's what 
Sorry, I think that's the end of this week. But yeah, I don't I don't see see myself going to that. There's a Hall of Fame. Was that next week? No, well, it is next week. It's the thirtieth, but we can we can talk about it next week. We're gonna talk about it now. Hendricks County. It's, it's weird. Carmel. Everybody's still in school this week. Not that I want to drag this on too much longer, but yeah, you know, for a couple are. days. A couple days, okay. Because like we go all the way through Friday. A lot of the schools around here are already out. Carmel goes till Thursday. So you go till Thursday, Zach. We go through Friday. You're in school on Friday. Yeah. Oh. That's... We get out. We're done Thursday, and then. We don't go back to the ninth, so they get the yeah, Friday. So you got before. three weeks. No, it's it's the it's Friday. No, it's it's yeah. two weeks and two days. Okay. If you're just looking at school days, I mean it's effectively two and a half weeks. But it's if you just count the school, they got the Friday before Christmas, and then they get the Monday after. Two Mondays after. No, they get the Monday after New Year's Eve, so the eighth off yeah we get, we're off that monday also and go back the night this the students do um for some reason i have the option to work on the eighth i'm not sure what i would be doing on a day when there's no students in there because my job is strictly dealing with students and i'm not like i don't deal with curriculum so cool. Well, I think we've covered it. I think those are the, the big the big events. I mean that Lawrence let's see the Lawrenceburg thing's next week. Richmond's next week. Um Lebanon not as not as good as it has been. Fishers is the next week. Fishers next week, North Central next week. Yeah, so we'll have some stuff to talk about next week. Renfro, 45 tonight. Oh, that. Oh, they played again tonight? Yeah, they yeah. played Medora. 45. Is that right? Yeah. It's a nice little 44-point average. Last two games. Nice. All right, boys. We out? Out. All right. Good night. Merry Christmas to everybody. I know. We'll, we'll, I mean, I'll probably talk. We'll probably obviously chat between now and then. But at the same time, Merry Christmas. Those listening, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, because even if we do record next Monday, it won't be published till Tuesday. Um, or at least won't be tweeted until Tuesday. But uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And we'll see everybody next week. Yeah.